Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. I'm really not sure why there's such urgency to rush this issue forward at the expense of overriding serious questions about important charter rights and democratic issues. Here we go here. We're going to continue with our panel and get some reaction to the blockbuster bombastic story of the day. Adrian, you've just said the attorney general's waiting. Yeah, so Caroline Mulroney, who um, interestingly was not standing beside the premier today when this uh, announcement was made, um, did just tweet, of course, Mm -hmm. that, I mean, it's a bit wonky and in the weeds, but Section 92 of the Constitution makes it clear the province has um, exclusive jurisdiction over municipalities, you know. So, long story short, the city is a creature of the province, so therefore it gives them all the constitutional right to be able to do, um, do this. But they are appealing the ruling, and then they are, of course, bringing back the legislature to then ultimately invoke Section 33. So, the, the Attorney General of Ontario has now weighed in. Everybody can relax. You know, she's on board. <laughs> Phew. It's all good. Phew. Absolutely. It's all good. But, you know, I, I said this to Gurney earlier, Matt Gurney, when I was on with him this morning. I know just sort of peeling back the curtain a little bit for your listeners, Arlene. Um, there was a rigorous conversation around that cabinet table when Premier Ford did bring this up. Yeah. And there were... Um, some MPPs and, ca- and cabinet ministers are like, why are we doing this? This is ridiculous. I can imagine. Yeah. We said we had Stephen Lecce on, and yeah. I was saying, walk me through. I cannot imagine that there weren't people standing up saying, were. hang on, Sloopy. There, let's there, not well, do there it. were, because you know, one of the things that they didn't want to do was distract from some of the things that the government had already accomplished, right? So don't have this like giant distraction over here when you're doing all these other great and things true. over here. it's true. Let's throw it to the panel, because that is a great mm-hmm. point. Is it a distraction? When I I talk about political capital that's that's part of it here is it going to take away let's face it this is about the city of toronto we know what the word toronto means in various other parts of ontario sure. they don't like it are they going to be tired of it it's just going to take up all the energy it's of the premier up, it's sucking up a lot of oxygen for sure they've decided that's important that they want to get it done it's it is a uh, i think the the premier's uh, reasons for it are uh, more altruistic than some have tried to characterize it i think mm-hmm. it, it's based on experience of being at City Hall and seeing how difficult it is to get things done. But he is no doubt using a lot of political capital and energy uh, to to deal with this and move it forward. But I think part of this is is why Ontarians voted for a conservative government. The the courts have agreed that they have the right to do Do you think they this. voted? Is it the mandate? Because you know, a yeah. lot of us get a bit tired of that. And it's great when your party is elected, but that word mandate gets well, thrown around. Well, let, let, me, let me put it in this terms. I think the those Ontarians who voted for the conservative government, in part, they liked the idea that he was just about sort of getting things done. Mm-hmm. The courts have agreed that the, it's within the province's right to make this change. They've taken issue with the process. People mm-hmm. are kind of sick of the process. So yes, so the premier, so the though, premier Mike, to be well, sick of the process. 
Um, I look. I think he's he's not stepping. Was, he's not stepping if outside. If it was Kathleen Wynne, I wouldn't be sick he, of the he, process. He's not stepping outside <laughs> of the legal remedies. All all these consultations, and I I think it's about getting on with it. We we can have a process. We can have a consultation. It's within his right, and uh, and people ultimately can vote uh, next time around and say, uh, you know, Doug, you're wrong. And you're, you're out. out. You're out. Kim, is that enough? Is that enough? Is a democracy? Are we getting? I know we're getting really heady, but sometimes you have to get heady. Is this about looking at your view of democracy here? It is a bit. It's also, you know, the premier got elected on a mandate to find efficiencies in government. People thought that that meant uh, within the province, not the creatures of the province. And where they get a bit concerned is that if this is how we're going to govern, if this is how we're going to see things in the first two months, Mm -hmm. three months of this legislature, what does that mean for the rest of the process? He does have some weighty things that need to be discussed that he was going to be bringing in terms of the fall legislative session, that including things like cannabis legislation and whether municipalities can opt in and opt out. We're also waiting for conversations around the new versions of downloading and uploading and who is responsible for what within municipal governments. This is all taking all of this and putting it on a bit of a shaky foundation in terms of all of those negotiations and discussions. Because what we've been hearing from mayors and councillors, publicly and off the record, has been, if we can do this here, if the province can do this in the city of Toronto without repercussion, or pulling the notwithstanding clause, then where else can they do that? If they're getting decisions in major municipalities that don't go the way the province would like, then are they just going to overturn all of those as well? And you know what you raised? I'm going to throw this over to Adrian. You know, I began here when Barack Obama, the former president, started using executive orders. Uh, I thought he was doing it overreach. I thought he was being a little bit spoiled and moving forward. And now we know that it's part of the process for the new president. Mm -hmm. And and just because, however you voted, as I said, just doesn't make it right here. Have we opened up Pandora's box? No, not at all. Look, the notwithstanding clause uh, is 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 very limited in its use. It's been controversial since the moment it of put in. It and here we been. are yeah. now. It's being used. Yeah, and you know, Jean Chrétien was the prime was the I believe the Attorney General of Canada when it was negotiated mm-hmm. into the into the charter, and so it, it remains that sort of controversy. But again, I I would submit there are there have been far more opportunities where provincial governments should actually. Institute it and use it, and so we you missed it's not but as the, one of the founders so, no, of your paper, think, Peter but, Worthington. But I, absolutely, if and you I, have power, you should use it. I, I think that um, those who are uh, in office, and I know obviously mm. I've fundamentally disagreed with the previous li- two liberal governments mm-hmm. between McGuinty and, and Wynn. Um, that they didn't really muse about using it, but it was at their disposal if they felt that they could. We have to rely sometimes, whether we disagree with them or not, on our elected officials that are voted in with a massive majority government that they are still afforded the opportunity to do so. You don't like it? Fight them at the ballot box. All right, we're going to take a break, and our panel continues. I'm Arlene Bynan, in for John Oakley. This is Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.